Welcome everybody to the You Can't Comp This MBA podcast. This is episode 74. I am Russell Gibson and Adam is actually having the night off tonight because this was a little bit of an impromptu episode. The underlying of this episode tonight is going to be based on Zach Lowe's 10 Things column. So I really wanted to pay a little bit of a homage to Zach because I suppose of my my love for him. I think that's the best way to say it. He does his fantastic column maybe once a week, sometimes a little bit less than that, but you know, usually around once a week. And he just goes through you know, 10 things in the league that, you know, he's really enjoying and his observations are very insightful. So if this is someone that you haven't heard of before, I would say at least give it, you know, one go. And if reading, you know, a long-ish column is not really your thing, he also does a podcast too called The Low Post, pun intended, of course, there. So yeah, definitely check that out. He's entertaining and educational all at the same time. So just down the the left-hand side, if you are watching the video tonight, that's the run sheet. And I'm going to start off with Peyton Watson. I think the main reason I want to start off with Peyton Watson today is because he was just absolutely fantastic today playing against Golden State. And I think I was a little bit surprised when Bones Highland was shipped out from Denver because I thought he was, you know, a really good energy guy for them and a little bit of a spark plug. But I'm starting to understand a bit more what they want to do with their bench. I think they're trying to create different plays for different situations. And I think putting Peyton Watson into games for them is just absolutely fantastic because he gives them a little bit more play above the rim. And the other thing he does too is just gives them, you know, so much energy. It's just almost, you know, it's just not funny. He also is very good at, you know, on the defensive end. So I think that's something that, you know, Denver obviously needs. They're not a fantastic defensive team. And if you just have a really quick run through his game log, what you'll be seeing now is that he's starting to, you know, really get into the rotation here when you can see he was, you know, clearly inactive back here. So I suppose from a card collecting point of view, you know, what I've been thinking about with this guy is, you know, where is he sitting? I couldn't find anything at all on card ladder. He does have quite a bit of stuff on eBay. So am I telling you to go out and, you know, stock up on this guy because, you know, I think he's going to be the next big thing? You know, absolutely not. Do I think he's a high energy guy that you should keep an eye on? I think 100% you should keep your eye on him. And look, at the moment, you know, nothing is going for absolutely crazy numbers. But at the same time, too, he is definitely a lower end prospect. And I'm a little bit surprised that of the prices that's going on here. So he's got a hoops to 25 autograph for 25 USD, 550 for the Donruss choice rated rookie. And then the other one here is the Donruss, it's a base autograph really, isn't it? 2249 USD for that. So look, definitely not outrageous, but at the same time too, I'm actually a little bit surprised of how high some of the stuff is going for. So uh, do I think that this is the top of the mountain for this guy? You know, definitely not. I think even if you're paying those, you know, $25, $27 for an autograph, I think that's actually totally fine. Um, that kid is definitely worth having to go on for sure. Alrighty. Next thing in our run sheet is a massive shout out to our sponsor, EJ Cards. So they've got a grand opening this weekend. So on the 8th of the 4th, which if I'm getting my calendar correct, is actually Easter Saturday. So Easter Saturday, get down to EJ Cards. They've got a special guest from 
the Storm Cam Munster. They've got free giveaways. They've got Easter eggs for the kids, of course, being Easter weekend. They've got some discounts. They've got massive Pokemon mystery packs. So, yeah, check them out. Shop number three, number two, Whitehorse Road in Blackburn. Say hi to the lads for us. That would be fantastic if you could get on down. Righty, the next guy on the run sheet is Mikel Bridges. So, the last six games, 32.6 rebounds, 58% field goal, 27.3 boards, 7 assists, 44.6 rebounds on 59% field goal percentage, 27.6 boards, 6 assists, 42 points, 4 rebounds, 66% field goal shooting, 30.7 boards, 2 assists. So he has just been absolutely going off since he's been traded from Phoenix. Card ladder wise, you know, there's enough going on here that is worth talking about. Um, if you look at the last three months of growth, he's gone up 112%. So basically he's he's doubled. So that, you know, a huge increase in that space there. I suppose for me, you know, the real question is, you know, is where is this guy, you know, going to, you know, is he going to be taking the next jump? I think, you know, to be fair, we have covered this guy already in the last couple of episodes, but at the same time, you know, putting up those type of numbers, I, I think that it's okay to keep talking about him, you know? So if you look at on the shorter sort of term, it's quite flattened out, a little bit up and down here. Zooming out a little bit, he's been pretty steady actually, hasn't he? He's been sitting around that sort of 160 mark and his last sale was 127. I don't mind it. I think the numbers he's putting up really does warrant a very, very close look to it. And obviously it's too late for the All-Star game for this season, but what the thinking really should be for this guy is, can he be most improved this year and then can he be all NBA next year and can he be an all-star so I think if you're buying into to him at this price you know that's the question that you know really you'd be asking yourself I think I think actually this is a good buy you know because the thing that would concern me is that it was just an early bubble he got there he's feeling all excited but you know these numbers have been carrying on the other thing you need to keep in mind too is that at the start it's a little bit hard for teams to scout and you know set up game plans but there's more than enough footage now for teams to you know know what's going on and be able to set out a game plan for this guy. I, I think these numbers are real, and I, I think it's definitely worth you know having a very close look at. You know, see if you think it's worth buying into too. Alrighty, so next on the ladder is Kevin Durant, and the reason why Kevin Durant's been on my mind is because he's back playing for the Phoenix Suns now, and when you watch that Phoenix ton- Suns team walk out on the floor. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. You know, it's a fantastic lineup. They've rounded it out with Josh Okoge. And, and the pieces just really make sense. I think my concern for this Phoenix team, obviously, is health, but then also, too, you know, time playing together on the floor. I think that there's two things that's really working in this team's favor is one is the age of the players. They're all very mature basketball players. They're all very cerebral. I think the pieces fit together really, really well. And then I think the other thing that gives me a lot of hope for this team too is that I think they can also give each other a little bit of load management. So for example, if you know Chris Paul needs the night off, that's totally fine. Booker can do a bit more ball handling. Durant can you know handle the ball a little bit. In terms of sharing the scoring load, you know there's no there's no real issues going on here. So I really like this, you know, today's game with Durant out there, they just looked, they really looked like a machine. 
Um, the other thing that's been on my mind with Durant too is, you know, where does this guy stand all time? And I think my current comp for Durant is Charles Barkley. I really like that as a comp because obviously Durant's won championships with Golden State Warriors and you can't directly compare them to Barkley. But I think if we're being you know, reasonable about this whole, you know, situation with Durant. He went to a very, very solid team. So in some ways I can almost argue you take away those championships that he got with the Warriors and you just look at his career outside of that. And I think there's a lot of, you know, comparisons there. The other really interesting thing for me too is that now he's with the Phoenix Suns. So, which also was like a Barkley pickup and the the trade package they put towards it. I think there's a lot of similarities there where there's, you know, a lot of players traded away for one player. Um, I think that's a really fun comparison in my mind. So I wanted to talk about at least one Kevin Durant card. And I found this one. I think this is actually super interesting. So looking at the all time stats on this, this is, you know, this is fluctuated heavily. So it's sold for almost $300 at one point. The last set was for 55 USD. Now, the reason why I think this is very interesting, because that's, that's a raw price. If you go over to PSA 10, the last sold on this is 7,500. So I actually think there's an v- extremely solid play here where you could be saying, okay, I'm going to buy up a few of these raw. I'm going to send them off to PSA and see what I can do in terms of you know rolling them over. There's not a lot of cards these days that have that enormous gap between PSA 10 and raw. And and that to me is, um, like that's, you know, incredibly juicy. Looking at the PSA 9, it's selling for 235, 200, 250. So I'm not saying the worst case scenario because even getting a 9 on these cards I think would be quite difficult. But still, you know, there's a bit of margin for error there. Just going back, checking out this, just, you know, looking back in 2021, the highest these cards sold for was 1,725. So our next card on the list is Paul George. And this just came up from the indexes on card ladder. But the reason why I brought this card up is because this is his, not his rookie year, 2012 Prism. This is the base card, PSA 10 pop of 292. It's actually up 569% in the last three months. So I'm always interested to, you know, there's always fluctuations in the market. There's always movement going on. And I really like to sort of, you know, check these out and sort of see what's going on out there in the market. And I suppose you just never know what is going to pop up. And look, I think Paul George has been playing pretty well, but did I think there was going to be a 5X growth on his cards? You know, absolutely not. I didn't think that at all. So uh, the next card on the list is Darius Garland. And I've put him into the run sheet because I was incredibly high on him at the start of the year. And I think if I'm being, you know, honest about it, I don't think this is what I expected to see in his growth. So if you look at his growth the last six months, which is, you know, pretty well the NBA season, he was up to 300 for a PSA 10. He's actually down 50% in the last six months. So if you zoom into the last three months, he's down 35%. Then if we're going down to the last two weeks, he's down another 18%. So where has the movement been on this team? I think we've had a lot of positive movement for Donovan Mitchell, but I don't think that we've been you know, we're not up 50% on Donovan Mitchell. So I don't think the cash has been taken out of Garland and gone on to Mitchell and Evan Mobley is selling pretty well. But at the same time, nothing that's jumping out at me saying that, you know, heaps of people are jumping onto Mobley. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by Garland. I, I really do believe in his talent. And I think that he's an excellent playmaker. And 
you know, just an all-around good basketball player. The fact that he's down 50% gives me a lot of, I think, a lot of encouragement. I, I think if you haven't bought into to Garland, I think now is definitely put this guy into your watch list. I, I will be absolutely bidding on some Garland at the moment. I, I think this is an absolute steal. You know, I've spoken about before about prospecting on low-end and, you know, prospecting on high-end. I think, you know, the time is right now. Particularly, you know, we spoke about Cade Cunningham, you know, having that massive dump a little while back. He's recovered quite a bit in, in that time. So do you look at Garland now, buying him on the low, particularly when the playoffs are coming in? I think that's a really good buy. Righty, the next card on the list is actually a follow-up from our gem rate stats from last week. I wanted to go through a couple of cards off the list. So we know that this was one of the top 10 graded cards from March last year at PSA. This is the 1989 Michael Jordan number 200 card. Population here of 12,552. You know, for me, that is just absolutely, you know, that's getting into sort of the Zion numbers, isn't it? The population on the PSA 10 is 4,800. The PSA 10 last sold for 157. I, how do I feel about this card? You know, look, it's fantastic. You know, it's Jordan. I've got no troubles with that at all. You know, great. It's Jordan. <laughs> fantastic. But would I rather put my money into this or would I rather take the risk on the Kevin Durant orange? For me, the re- you know, the return potential return on investment and the risk reward I think is much much better on the Durant. And I'd probably also say too that you know, the pop here is high. So we're talking you know, 16,000 basically for the two cards between the nine and the 10. I, yeah, look, I think this is interesting, but at the same time too, I would say, I'm not sure that it's as good as a, a buy as buying the raw Durant. So yeah, I'll leave that one at that. It does make me wonder though, why are people sending this in at such high volume? So guys, if you are a Jordan collector out there and you do have an opinion on this, you know, why on earth are so many cars being sent off to PSA? Yeah, please let me know. I think um, 16,000 is, is more than more than adequate. James Wiseman, someone else who's been really hot lately. He's been playing ex- extremely well, extremely well for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, is this still a good time to buy on in him? Absolutely. Down 74% in the last three months. Last sold for $6. I, I I just think that, you know, the the crazy stuff that I spend money on, could I spend $6 and get a silver Wiseman? 100%. Yes, I could. Guys, I think this is a really good opportunity to get onto eBay, bidding on, you know, multiples, just putting in low bids and see what comes back. I think Wiseman at this price, with the promise that he's been showing, do I think you're going to 10x your money here? No, I definitely don't. Do I think you can maybe 5x it or 3x it? Absolutely. I think that the, you know, the risk reward there is 100%. Just looking at a couple of other cards that, you know, isn't just the prism silver i also found the kaboom here check this out highest price sold was 1575 the last sold was 400 psa has it undervalued at 3.9 percent which means it's something they're recommending to buy i'm you know how do i feel about this look do i think it's a good buy look it probably is but at the same time too i'm probably feel more comfortable spending six dollars on a card than you know, 400, which is again, US dollars too, which is probably around 600 bucks actually, isn't it really? So 
yeah, look, this is something, you know, higher end. If you do have that stomach for it, you know, this could be an excellent buy. Yep. Alrighty. The last thing, sorry, two more things is to talk about the Beckett grading scale announcement. I would like to get your feedback on this. I want to talk to Adam about it too. Basically, without going to all the nitty gritty, I can put this up onto socials if you'd like. They changed their grading scale so that you're more likely to get a 10 gem mint or pristine. You don't need three 10s. You just need one 10 and three 9.5s. So I think the the problem that people had who had heavily invested into Beckett is that it sort of devalued the other cards that they had that were already, you know, three 10s um, and not pristine. So... I can understand why people were feeling frustrated about that. The really interesting thing though for me is that they then back backflipped two days later. So apparently there was a very big card show over the weekend and the backflip announcement was made at that along with also the announcement for the the change. So I, I got to be honest, I, I personally think this is an April Fool's joke. I think that this is a very clever way for Beckett to get themselves to be talked about. And I don't think it was anything more than that. I, I don't actually believe that they'll be changing their... It's not actually changing their grading scale. They they used a different phrase of term to say updated grading scale. No, they did say that. It's actually an updated grading scale. So guys, definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. And then the last thing I put in is Derek Harper. Why did I include Derek Harper, the 1986 Fleer in? Because I think it's a cool card. I want to look at more old school stuff and... This card is is up over the last two years quite a lot. It's up sixty eight percent. So again, this sort of this card is very much in the Paul George sort of wheelhouse here, where it's just interesting that you know cards you know are moving in the market, and you can sort of see that movement there. The really interesting thing for me is uh, the difference in the movement between the PSA nine and the PSA ten. So if you'd bought into the PSA ten, which you know you'd generally say, well, that's actually the better buy to get in, you'd be down sixteen percent. If you bought a PSA nine, you'd be up sixty eight percent. So uh, that's you know that's really interesting for me too because you know my general sort of thought process is well you know. PSA 10 is what you'd be wanting. Pop here is not massive. So 99 plus 500. So you're looking around the sort of, you know, nearly 700 mark for this, for the total population for those two cards. Yeah, definitely not a recommendation of a buy, hold or a sell. More just, you know, let's see what else is out there and check it out. So I'm going to tie this off here. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. This was just a quick bonus episode. Just wanted to do a quick shout out to the boys at EJ Cards. Again, guys, thank you so much for all your support. Signing off here, guys. Take care of yourselves and goodbye. Alrighty, guys, if you're in the Facebook room, yeah, he was pretty good in New York, man, for sure. I was going to say I'm going to answer some questions, but I've an- there's nothing to answer. So, guys, I'm going to tie this off. I hope you enjoyed this. It was just a really quick hitting one. Just me and you. Hey, James. Oh, gee. Well, I'm going to sign this off then, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and... I really appreciate it. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. See you, James.